Welcome to the Loudoun Impact Podcast, interviewing purpose-driven leaders in Loudoun County, Virginia. And now, here is your host, J.C. Sylvie. J.C. is a Naval Academy graduate, former Navy pilot, and now top real estate agent, focusing exclusively in Loudoun County. Really excited to introduce my next guest today. It's Ara Bagdasarian. Ara is an entrepreneur and also highly involved in local nonprofits. Ara, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, JC. Appreciate it. Before we uh, jump into it, I just want to give a quick shout out to our guest at Sidebar. We're downtown Leesburg in this really cool patio area up back. Ara's got his coffee. I'll get mine a little bit later. Thanks uh, to Sidebar for the support. We appreciate it. So, all right, let's uh, jump right into it. Everybody has a story how they ended up here in Leesburg. What's yours? Okay, well, JC, I was born in Buffalo, New York, uh, the son of a uh, of a Syrian immigrant who's with an Armenian descent, uh-huh. and um, thought I was going to spend my entire life in Buffalo, and uh, just always started little businesses as a, as a kid, lawn mowing and leak raking and going door to door for one thing or another, and... Uh, after going through college, changed my major five or six times, <laughs> yeah. uh, had three interviews when I graduated uh, because the plan was to be a rock star. I, mean, I played in a band. <laughs> we're going to go all the way here. But uh, graduated with three job interviews. Two of them were at pizzerias and one was at a computer distributor. Took the computer distributor job. Always wasn't involved with computers. But mm-hmm. um, interesting enough, there was this thing called the World Wide Web that just started to emerge in the mid-90s. And uh, my church was talking about reaching the, the congregation and communicating challenges. And I said, hey, let's build. I'll build you a website. Let's, let's start from there. So I did. And uh, some family members learned about it, built a few websites for family, some friends and, and customers. And uh, a couple years later, I started my, you know, getting the business going. Uh, a friend of mine moved down to the Northern Virginia area and said, hey, you got to come down here. There's a company I'm working for. They will fund you to build our web division. Uh, we want to take advantage of this whole dot-com boom. And they made an offer I couldn't refuse. So my wife and I moved to Reston in 1999. Mm-hmm. And the, the plan was we'll just live here for two years. We'll go back up to Buffalo because we were closing on a a $73,000 house in the beautiful Holy suburb cow. of Williamsburg. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> right. Um, anyhow, when we were ready to look for a house in, uh, in, in Northern Virginia, my wife suggested Leesburg. And I thought that was just way too far out. Ashburn was at the edge of the earth at that point in time. So I, I came out with her, eyes rolling the whole the whole time, kicking and screaming. Right. And then she pulled on to King Street, and I was instantly sold, sold. and fell in love with the place. And yeah. Th- th- that was it. So here you are, but now you're highly involved in nonprofits, uh, anything associated with the community. You are really focused on making it a better place to live. How did you end up doing that? What was the focus on that? How did you end up on that path? Well, I give my wife, Patty, credit for that yeah. as well. Uh, I was reading the, the newspaper at, at the time and the local newspaper, just like, why are they doing this? And, oh, this could be done so much better. Yep. Just constantly yelling at the paper with my morning coffee on Saturday, <laughs> Sunday mornings. And she said, okay, enough already. Get involved. Go get involved. Yeah. And so I did. I started getting involved. And I was appointed to the Economic Development Commission. So in that was your two, first start. That was economic, my first start. Economic Development here in Leesburg, and you were the chairman. I was a chairman for almost eight years. Oh, cow. And it was an interesting time. We'll talk about that a little bit later, <laughs> okay. just about the transformation of downtown. Yeah. But through the EDC, I got introduced to the Loudoun Symphony that was mm-hmm. going through some challenges at the time with the economy in turmoil. 
So I became the president of the Loudoun Symphony and, and got involved in some other nonprofits over the, over the years, like the Loudoun Literacy Council, the United Way Regional Council, and most recently, um, the Arc of Loudoun. Yes. Which is an incredible organization. Incredible organization. Let's jump right into downtown Leesburg, uh, if you don't mind. Um, and I'm going to be brutally honest about my take of downtown Leesburg when I first moved here in 96. I, I was attracted to it. I thought it was a great little town. But when I moved here, I, I found that it was a little bit of a shell. Um, it didn't have much to offer, and I thought it was an, an underachieving town. Um, now I see these young entrepreneurs coming in. Neil Schnibb, uh, as an example, he's got a, a young family, little kids. We're at a sidebar. This is a great, really, really cool place to have a cup of coffee or a drink. And I see more and more of them are coming in all the time because they realize they can succeed. So what's, what's your take on that? How do you, how do you view downtown Leesburg? Well, it's an incredible place, and it's a one-of-a-kind place. And, and um, I have to tell you, I sometimes get emotional just walking down the street, hearing music coming from everywhere, yes. seeing people on the street sure. walking around, dining outside, and yep. enjoying this incredible destination that this place has become. But before that, it was a, it was a ghost town. I mean, it closed up at 5 p.m. Uh, it, 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 I always find it ironic. So back when I was the economic development chair, um, our biggest challenge with downtown was how do we keep downtown open past five o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, it was interesting. I, I texted Marantha Edwards, who was the, the director for economic right. development at the time, because uh, I was at a council meeting uh, earlier this year, and the conversation went from closing at five to there's, it's, it's so loud downtown, with the, and it goes so late. We want to keep it going even later. Yes. And just how the dynamics have changed. Yes. But, but what's amazing about that is that it was a – it was a community effort. It was a shared vision for the downtown being an arts, entertainment, and dining destination. Yes. And back, like I mentioned, when I was the EDC chair, it was a collection. It was a collective impact of so many people: the property owners, it's the the, the business owners, the tenants, the town, working together to to, to really come through and, and deliver on this vision. And one of the things that that we did uh, with uh, maybe about seven, eight years ago was we held a forum with the downtown property owners because mm -hmm. really nobody can truly determine who the building's gonna be leased to other than the owners. Right. And we had people like Peter Burnett and, and uh, Michael O'Connor that said, hey, listen, let's, let's organize. Let, let's form it, let's, let's organize. And they created the Downtown Improvement Association. And that led to a, a slew of physical improvements with the downtown, like widening the sidewalk. Sidewalks, yep. On, on King Street, the crosswalks, the, the, the alleyway. But at the same time, you had things like First Friday, and First Friday, when it initially started, it was it was really sparsely attended. And then you had someone like Sola Palata, who who had the pink shop, her original location. She set up live music in her back yes. patio. Yeah. And that did really well. And then the next First Friday, a couple other places started doing that. And she started coordinating that. And then the, the whole notion of live outdoor music really started to become viable. Yeah. And I would go so far to say, as in, and people think I'm crazy, but I think that, that downtown Leesburg is and can become the live outdoor music capital of America. Because you, you look at, you look at uh, places. It's pretty bold. It's pretty bold. <laughs> you got to be audacious. But you name a place like that has it. more outdoor music. I mean, there's places right. like Nashville. You have Broadway. Yes. All indoor venues. But what makes this place special is the, the craft breweries, the restaurants, and the live outdoor music. It's yes. incredible. Yeah. So uh, you're running for town council. Oh, yeah. I'd be uh, remiss to not mention that. And that's important. Um, and that's why I wanted to... Here, some of your thoughts about um, what you what would be your focus if you got elected? Well, the primal focus right now is 
adapting to the pandemic. Uh-huh. The town needs to work with the, the business community, the small business community, and the residents to adapt. And I will give the town credit, uh, and through the, through the collective impact I mentioned before, of small uh, business owners, restaurant owners, that, that really were, were driving this with the town. Um, because, you know, phase one, you had the ability to have outdoor dining. And so many restaurants on King Street just didn't have that infrastructure. Sure. So closing down the streets on, on the weekends is a big deal. And that's working with the community to adapt. And in other locations, using parking lots as, as outdoor dining, uh, mm-hmm. the outdoor dining venue. So adapting to the pandemic right now is, is critical. Secondly, uh, going through recovery. How quickly can we recover, help the, the, the community recover? What can the town do to help assist and provide an environment that, that small businesses sure. can, can adapt, or, uh, adapt and, and then recover? And then thirdly, thrive okay we, let's get back to where we were before but even even better even better even better because there's the new behaviors that we've, we've been developing over the course of this year and as long as this pandemic is going to continue that will change things in and, and i do believe that you know having a more walkable community more people are going to be working from home not commuting to to offices and in, in you know 45 minutes away right. people are going to be in their town and they're going to be looking for uh, better amenities, more opportunities to, to, to walk, to get from play, point A to point B. And we need to, to provide that, that environment for the community. I, I, t- I totally agree. I, I see a lot of young families moving into the area. You know, all these neighborhoods that are, a, a, you know, a $10 Uber ride into downtown Leesburg, which is perfect. And they want those amenities. They want to have a glass of wine or a beer and then walk across the street and have a nice dinner and then stroll around a little bit and unwind before they head back and pick up their kids. You know, so um, I think having a walkable downtown is super important. Um, But I understand there's a lot of uh, opposition to that. Um, What do you have to say about that? About a walkable, I mean, well, I, about the opposition. I mean, like I, I, you know, people don't want, you know, there's some people in Leesburg who don't ever want it to change. Right. And that's the reality. So how do, how do you overcome it? You know, maybe old school, new school. Is that, is that, is that, a, is that real? Well, it, it does exist. And, and the reality is it's going to happen. And, yeah. and the question is, do you, do you just let it happen or do you help shape the vision right. for what we want as a community, and and I and I do believe in this. Once again, this is audacious. Um, my goal is for Leesburg to be the best place to live and, and work and raise a family in America. Once again, sure, and we can, and we we are already on that path. And so, just settle, sitting back and say, well, we just want to just the bare minimum necessities. It's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. And and I do believe that you know we have the potential to do that. We've got so many smart people that live yes. in this area. And there's there there are you know with downtown Leesburg specifically, you have more of a, a higher density inside the the, the the core of the town, and you, as you go out, it, the, the density decreases. But let's connect the whole thing. Let's make it more think, walkable and connected. Yeah, I think there's a huge demand. People are demanding it, right? People are at that point where like, no, I, you know, you you have to come through with this. We we just can't sit back and say, hey, La, you know, Leesburg is an old southern town, sleepy southern town that closes up at five o'clock anymore. It just isn't going to work. I mean, there's just too many people who, who are going to say, hey, let's make this something better, right? That's why they're moving out here, especially now during COVID. I mean, I, I think it's a huge opportunity. I, I think that as a town, we need to take advantage of it instead of looking at it as, as something, an obstacle. Well, there's a lot of new people coming out here, I think. Oh, it's great. I mean, so 
my two newest neighbors are both young families from D.C., yes. from the District of Columbia. Yes. They moved out here to Leesburg to, to, for them to enjoy themselves, but also to raise their families yep. because they're now, their, their places of employment are all teleworking. Sure. So they can live wherever they want to. And they came out to Leesburg, the amenities, the WOND trail. Perfect. So many amazing uh, things that, that exist here. Love hearing, love hearing that. Uh, all right, a right, little plug for you here. Um, your book, The Lemonade Stand. Let's uh, talk a little bit about that. Free well, I, plug, by the way. Oh, hey, thanks, JC. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I, I've always been an, an advocate for entrepreneurship education, right? Right. And so my partner and I wrote this book um, seven, eight years ago when I was the EDC chair. I would always speak to would-be entrepreneurs, people that have these great ideas that just don't know how to take the next step. Right. And all too often, you think you have to write a 200-page business plan, take out million-dollar loan, get a big office, and then you could get started. So a lot of the feedback that we heard and a lot of the, 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 the mistakes that we have made, uh, because neither my partner nor I studied business or anything to do with, with sure. business or marketing, things that we learned along the way that we want to share with other uh, early-stage entrepreneurs. And so we put together the, the lemonade stand, which is really the core of it is about optimism. It's about turning problems into opportunities. And even where we are right now with, with, with COVID, you know, how do, we, how do we harness this? How do we leverage this major yeah. problem and turn this into something that, that is something that, that's beneficial? That's a good term. point. Yeah, I love it. It's uh, very relevant today. It is very relevant today, and you know what's amazing is that you know I like to talk, talk about this on, um, infrastructure for entrepreneurship that we, we have in Loudoun. You mentioned all these young entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in the area, but seven years ago, eight years ago, there really wasn't anything. There was really no structure, no support mechanism, right. men, which includes mentoring, education programs. I love the fact that the chamber has the Young Entrepreneurship uh, YEA program, Young mm-hmm. Entrepreneur Academy program for middle school and high school students. It's a, I think it's a, it's a four-month program, but they, they work with, with uh, entrepreneurs and have mentors. Loudoun Schools now in the Academy of, uh, Academies of Loudoun has an entrepreneurship track, which is fantastic. Yes. We have the George Mason Enterprise Center, yep. which is the hub of entrepreneurship Eric in, Bird. in Loudoun. Eric Bird, yep. of course. Yep. Amazing resource for Great for resource, yes. Yeah, a lot of, lot of resources now for young entrepreneurs. Pretty neat. This has been a, a really great uh, chat. I appreciate your time. Uh, as we mentioned, you are running for town council in Leesburg. Um, election coming up here in about a month by the time we post this. So I highly encourage everybody to get out and vote. Um, I've enjoyed the conversation with our. I'm, I'm on board with what he has to say and his vision for downtown Leesburg. He has my vote for sure. Awesome. Um, so uh, I encourage you guys to give our call. You're, I'm sure you're always av- available to chat with uh, uh, voters, right? And explain I your am, position. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's and and I lo- <laughs> the thing is, I love, I had a great discussion yesterday with, 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 a, with a voter. Yeah. And uh, it's just fantastic. Walking, because we're not going door to door and knocking on doors. We're, we're hanging literature just to make people aware. Yep. But I had an awesome discussion um, near uh, Country Club. With, mm-hmm. we, we, I called it a, um, a, uh, a cul-de-sac town hall meeting. Good and for we you. had neighbors come out. It was just, oh, it was fantastic awesome. and it, yeah. great discussion. But it's like I said, it's about listening to the, the 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 people in our community. A lot of great ideas. The people that are elected don't just look to them for all the answers. We need to really uh, pull it together and have more engagement in the community sure. and, and, and more the better. The more the better, exactly. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Thanks for watching. I appreciate uh, you tuning in with us. We'll have the full episode up on iTunes and Spotify as well as YouTube. And again, get out and vote. Absolutely. Thank you.